Hey everyone. Uh, today was the NBA draft lot, not draft, not draft lottery. It's just the draft, and uh, you know, leading up to the NBA draft, it's uh, it's one of my favorite times, just because you get so much news. It's like okay, you know, this team's gonna trade, you know, these players to get, you know, higher in the draft. They're gonna do this to move uh, down. You know, these teams are gonna do this and that. So we got a bunch of trades. And, you know, the draft happened tonight as well. I'm really just deciding right now on if I want to talk about the big trade first or if I want to talk about, like, um, the, the, the draft itself. And I've decided on talking about the trade first. And the trade is, like, it's... it's it's a really big trade so you know let me just get the details properly it's a huge trade um the cleveland claviliers are getting ricky rubio the wolves are getting torian prince um so yeah huge deal you know the wolves get a forward that they need uh we'll see what this means for the Cavs. you know they got a bunch of guards now so we'll see what that means but all right, actually, let's, let's talk about the real trade. I do want to... Because I, I, just, I just have so many notes on this. And the trade is Russell Westbrook and I think two second-rounders, like future second-rounders, for Kuzma, KCP, Harrell, and the 22nd pick tonight that happened. Uh, I'm not sure who they selected. I'll look at that later. I, I stopped paying attention to the draft after the, the lottery. I paid some attention to it. Like I was just looking at the tweets, so I'm like, I don't really know. And I look more into that when I talk about the draft. Uh, the lottery, I did watch all of it. You know, it's just it's just fun watching. I don't know why it just is. So, the the trade itself. I just want to talk about it from the Wizard side first. So they get three, like, good rotation players. My only worry is like, they so they got Beal. Uh, Danny and Rui. So, like, those are their three guys. Are, is next year, are they going to start Beal and KCP? Are they going to start Beal and KCP? Is that what I said? I thought I said some random shit. I don't... All right, whatever. But are they going to start Beal, KCP, Rui? Because that's pretty small. Like, that's really small. You know, I was looking at Bradley Beal's head. I always thought he was 6'5", but he's listed at, like, 6'4 now. Which I'm not sure how true that is. Maybe, like, with... Sh- maybe bare feet, he's 6'3", and, like, some quarters. And with shoes, he's, like, 6'4 and a half, 6'5". But he does look taller than 6'3". I don't think he's, like, 6'3". I think he's, a little, probably, he's probably, like, 6'4 and a half, 6'5". So you got him, KCP, and Rui, like... I don't know, that's pretty small. And, like, their point guard situation, I don't even know who their point guard is. Is it going to be Neto? Like, you're going to go forward with Neto? Or you're going to bring back Ish Smith? Like, that is nothing to me. I, like, I don't see that. That also probably means they're going to get rid of um, Garrison Matthews, right? Because, like, how many spots do you have open for him to get minutes? And, you know, he's a guy that I think a lot of teams are going to go after. I think the Lakers should go after him. Like, that's a guy the Lakers should go after. He's, you know, six, 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 seven, whatever he is. Good defender. Knocks down threes. That's a guy you should. That's a guy you should go after. Um, 
But, you know, you got, like, if you look at their wings, you got Beal, KCP, Kuzma, Rui, Denny. That's five guys. That's five wings taking up those, you know, two, three spots, I guess. So I, I wonder how they're going to, like, just minutes-wise how it's going to work. I imagine there are enough minutes to go around. It's not like KCP needs 36 minutes a night. It's not like Rui needs 36 minutes a night or Denny needs 36 minutes a night or any of these guys that need 30-plus minutes a night. I think a lot of it, like, Beal's the only one that's going to be getting, like, a consistent 36 or whatever. But the rest of the guys, I think they'll be fine with, like, 24 to 28 to 30. Um, I expect, but I'll say this about uh, Harold, too. It's so like, with Kuzma and KCP, I'm less worried about because they're just, like, good players. I am a little worried about Harold on that team. And... I say that because they have Gafford, who is really good for them, and he's like Daniel Gafford's a good player. Um, then they have Thomas Bryant coming back, another center. Then I think they also have Robin Lopez, right, and Alex Len. Like those guys, they can just leave. I think Lopez and Len, like they don't really matter that. They can leave, or they just don't matter that much. Like who cares? They're like third centers. But like Thomas Bryant, like he's gonna want minutes. He might even be their starter next year. Because he can shoot threes, he can rebound. He's not a good or great defensive player or anything like that. But he's a like a talented offensive weapon who's going to need minutes. So he's going to play. So I wonder what that means for Harold if there's another trade, you know, moving forward. And I also wonder for, like, even KCP because I said, you know, Beal and him are both shooting guards. And I guess you could play them at the two and the three. But I wonder if you could get something for KCP as well. Like, there's no way, um, like, like, like the, the Bucks, the Bucks could get, you know, uh, KCP for like a, uh, DiVincenzo type deal, you know, DiVincenzo much younger, he's got more upside or so, um, stuff like that, so like, they could get him, the 76ers, they could get him in like a Ben Simmons deal, you know, a Beal, I guess that wouldn't make sense, because you're not doing like a, because then you're getting Beal and... Uh, KCP so like but I guess they could get him if they trade Ben Simmons too but like that's but I get, I'm saying they could get KCP in just like a separate deal like you trade something for KCP like I, I like I like Matisse I think he's a great defensive player and if he's playing 30 minutes for a team he's going to make all defense probably first team but KCP is a good defender himself and he knocks down threes and you know Seth Curry is a good player. He's a solid player. And I think he's solid next to Ben. But he is very small. And I think I would like him more as like a bench player where I don't have to count on him to be out there closing out a game. KCB, I know I can count on because he's already shown it. So, like, I would try getting like a KCP if I'm the 76ers, if I'm the Bucks, you know, just more shooting, like, um, Dante, I think, shot it pretty well, but, like, he's not a consistent shooter. Um, KCP's, like, an actual good shooter. So, uh, if I'm dumb, I would try getting him. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Like, if um, Miami, if they don't want to re-sign Duncan Robinson, I would try going after him. Um, shit, I'm really trying to think other teams in the East. The East is so interesting because it really is, like, three, four teams. And after that, everyone's like a little, like a big step 
down and like none of those teams if they get KCP like like they go up a level or anything like that but in the west who is the one seed uh, the Jazz they don't really need him the Suns ooh nah they don't really need him uh, who's the three seed the the Nuggets yeah the Nuggets could use him like over like a Will Barton type Will Barton's like an okay shooter but I think he demands the ball a little too much. And with KCP, you can still do, like, the dribble handoff. He's more basic with it, where he's catch and shoot or dribble handoff, and he's going right to the rim. He's not, like, very clever with the ball. Um, but, like, they could use him. Like, you just get more shooting. Uh, so, yeah, they could definitely use him. He's another 40% three-point shooter guy. Who's the fourth seed? The Clippers, I believe. Nah, Clippers don't really need him. They have enough shooting. Especially if, like, they bring back, like, Batum or whatever. Like, they have enough shooting. You got, you know, PG, Marcus Morris, Kawhi. Like, you're obviously not playing for this year because Kawhi's out. But, like, going forward. And, like, yeah, like, they're not healthy. So, like, it doesn't matter either. Dallas, if they don't bring back Tim Hardaway Jr., that's a guy. Like, KCP's a guy they should bring in. He's, uh, he's kind of like Tim Hardaway except, like, not as explosive offensively but I think he's, he makes up for it on the defensive end and he can shoot as well as Tim Hardaway Jr. so like he's not as explosive but he's like probably just as good of a player um, and I think it gives you more balance you know he's a he's a much better defender like Tim Hardaway is actually not a bad defender but I just think KCB is like a good defender uh, they they could use him. Who's the sixth seed? Uh, the Blazers. If they trade CJ, I guess like for something else. Like I like I've been talking about this for a while. I think a CJ for Tobias trade would be like really helpful. But you know if they're not gonna do that, I don't like. There's no need for KCP on that team, unless they're moving off from uh, CJ. Uh, what else? Who's the seventh seed? The Lakers. Yeah, they could have used them, but they got rid of them. Um, Eight seed was Memphis, ah, whatever. Uh, Warriors, I guess Warriors could use them. Steph, KCP, Clay, you know, it's not bad. All right, but like I also think, like who, like no, I think that's it. I think that's all I have for them. I didn't mind this trade for them. I, I do think, like when you watch Russ. After he came back from his injury, I don't know why you wouldn't just keep him unless he said, I want I want out. Because if you watched him the last 45 games, and then you, like, break it down even further to, like, the last 30 games, he was a monster. He was amazing. So, like, he was a guy that if you have him on the team and he's healthy next year, you guys are making, like, the, you guys are making the playoffs as, like, a like a top six seed probably because he started off so awfully and like the team started off so awful because of that. All right, let's move. Let's, let's go to the Lakers side of this. So I, I don't mind this. Like, I like this actually. And I think now they do qualify as a super team. I did not think LeBron and AD with KCP as like the third best player as a super team. But Russ, this Russ, he's not MVP Russ. He's not like... 2014 Russ is not that but he's damn good Russ he's damn good he's damn productive and I think he's gonna be really good for them if a couple things happen 
we get it one mark is still there like they don't do some dumb shit so where it's like oh you know we're bringing back drummond or we're gonna get this you know center who's a rim runner next to them uh next to ad as a starter like if they don't do some dumb shit like that they'll be fine because mark can spread the floor you can run your pick and roll with russ and ad with lebron mark and another shooter that's key another good shooter like a 37 38 39 40 percent three-point shooter you need that guy next to them so um you can do that or you just go ad at center and you get even more like more like good shooting around them like mark's a good shooter but he's not i know mark's fine i guess but like you could get it, it would help you more on like uh playing more small ball and switching and stuff like that so you could do two two ways there i do worry about it from when lebron has the ball that's where that's where i've always had a problem with russ and like that's what separates like KD, LeBron, Kawhi, Steph from like a Giannis to me. Because when Giannis has the ball, four guys are spacing the floor for him. You know what I mean? Like Drew's trying to, like Drew's not a good shooter, but like that's what they try doing. Like they space the floor for him. But when Giannis doesn't have the ball, teams can sag off of Giannis and go try to like help on the player that has the ball. Would like a LeBron, KD, Steph, uh, did, am I missing someone else? Kawhi, uh, Kawhi. Um, when like their teammates have the ball, you can't do that because they can shoot. Like LeBron's become like a, like last decade, he's been like a 35 to 37% three-point shooter. Like that's just what he does now. Like he's a good three-point shooter. And his catch and shoot's probably even higher than that. So... You know, like, um, when the when Russ has the ball and they're running pick and rolls with him and AD, that's not a problem. But when um, uh, LeBron's going to be running a pick and roll with AD because they're going to do that, it's going to be a problem because Russ can't shoot, so they can help off of him. So, like, the only way you could do that really, like, they're, you could do that really is if you have enough shooting next to them. So... You know, what matters for this Lakers team right now is they get enough shooting. I think their goals should be players like a Nick Batum. Like those type of players. Like that should be their goal. A good 3 and D wing, like makes the quick reads and shit like that. Um, and you can run a lot of like, you know, Braun, uh, Russ Braun pick and rolls. Braun is a roll man, pick and pop, whatever. Or you can do like... Uh, Braun Russ pick and rolls and like Russ can be like a Bruce Brown type in that situation so like that way you're taking advantage of uh, the floor spacing because Russ is a role man and you know he's a great finisher and he can make the pass to like the corners or whatever so you know there's a lot of ways you can go with this I would personally like it if they got like two more shooters actually I would this is I want them to get two more shooters even if only one of them starts and they keep Mark as the center. And then when you're closing, you can go Russ, uh, Braun, AD, and the two shooters. So, like, you have to get two shooters for sure. And, uh, yeah, I think that's where you go from there. Like, I, I like this team. I don't know what everyone's talking about. Like, the people that don't like Russ, it's not that just they just don't like Russ. They think they hate Russ. 
they like legitimately hit Russ where it's like, this guy's a fucking idiot. He's not a winning basketball player. He'll never win. He sucks and all that shit. And I just, I've just never been there with Russ. Like there's obviously limitations on, you know, how to play with him and what he can do and what he provides for a team. Um, but I do think like, like the production is just undeniable. What he did with that Wizards team when they were dead, like completely dead. They had no chance of making the playoffs. Probably like a 1% chance. And he was like, okay, we got a 1% chance. Okay, I got this. And then for the last 45 games, this, this is, these are his numbers. Last 45 games. 24 points, 12 rebounds, 13 assists. That's insane. Like, that's the type of shit he was doing. And... I think with the Lakers, it'll probably be closer to like 28 and 10. And you have to really think about it in a, in a way where it's like last year they had Kuzma and Harrell. They provided absolutely nothing. Like absolutely nothing. They were almost unplayable. In the playoffs, that is. So you get, you get rid of them. And you can get like a backup big. Like that's not hard to find. So the, and even if you don't, it's like AD is gonna play what like forty five minutes a night in the playoffs. Like that's something he can do. And uh, what's it called? You still have Mark. He's gonna play twenty to twenty four minutes in the regular season for sure. Um, and you only need like you can just stagger them. And like LeBron played some center. Imagine like Markeith might come back. He can play some center. I actually don't like Markeith. I think he's like he's fine, but it's like. Yo, you don't make shots. You are not a good three-point shooter. Like, I, I feel like he's only had like a couple of good three-point shooting years. And he's, you know, gotten labeled as a shooter, like a stretch big because of that. Even though he doesn't really stretch the floor. You know, I just remember, I still remember that game six against the Suns. Where they, you know, tried spreading the floor. And they had him at center. It's like, yo, he's doing absolutely nothing. Like, he's providing nothing. So, you know, I have a problem with... Like, I, I'd i be fine if he doesn't come back. It's whatever. Um, but, yeah, like... The Russ is really good. And, you know, they still have a lot of assets to get these shooters. Like, you don't have to... Like, I would personally try doing whatever I can to sign a Batum. I think he would be amazing for this team. Like, amazing. But you still have assets. Like, you could do a sign-and-trade... With uh, Dennis still, you can still do a sign and trade with Dennis to like a team that can give you back like an average, like like a three and D guy or like just a good shooter. You can still do that. You can. Uh, I wouldn't trade Tht. I really wouldn't. I think Tht has a chance to be like a good starter for a team. And what if he comes? Like he could come back next year as a shooter. Like we don't know that. Like he's only twenty. He was only twenty, and he was like a good sixth, seventh, eighth man already. You know, so I'm not, like, super high on him, but, like, I'm kind of high on him. So I wouldn't trade him. But, like, uh, Dennis uh, Caruso, like, you could get something there. There, There's something to be had there shooting-wise. So, you know, I like the trade for both teams, honestly. Like, I think Russ is still, like, a a, uh, top... 30, 35 player. Like, I still think that. He's just so productive. Like, 
the production you like and and he's so productive and it's also that Dennis, KCP and Harold were not productive. You know, Dennis had like a I I'm not going to lie. I I don't think Dennis is a winning player because of his mentality and not I guess like some of it has to do with play too because he's not a good shooter. But it's also because I don't respect a player that was like Dennis's caliber and was like I'm not going to be a bench player even though he probably played more minutes off the bench last year than he did as a starter this year. So like I don't respect that. When you're of Dennis's caliber, I just I just can't respect that. So I don't think he's a winning player. So like and he wasn't very good. He was okay like defensively I thought he was really good, solid. But I'm not a fan of um, I'm, just, I'm just not a fan of shooting point guards who can't shoot like that. And they're not productive. Like, at least with Russ, it's like, I'm getting to the rim every fucking time. I'm getting 10 to 15 assists. I'm getting the rebounds. I'm doing all this. So, you know, I make up for the shooting. Dennis doesn't make up for the shooting. He just doesn't. Did he even get to the line? Like, he barely got to the line. So it's like, you're, you're, not, you're not only not shooting. You're not doing other things as well. You know, and there would just be times where he would look LeBron off and, like, go to the rim. It's like, yo, what are you doing? So, I've, I've never been, uh, like, I was a fan of the trade when it happened because I thought he would be coming off the bench with Harold. And then he was talking about, like, I'm a starter. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, it's not going to end well. So, Russ is just going to be way more productive. And he's going to win them a lot of regular season games. Because of how hard he plays. And I think when LeBron sits and it's, you know, Russ and AD out there, I think that's going to be, those are those lineups are going to be really productive and really fun to watch. And, you know, he put up those 24, 12, and 13 with Gafford as the big man and Rui running the floor. Now he's going to be playing on a team where Anthony Davis is running the floor. He's the big and LeBron James is the wing. So I'm excited for this team. I think they're going to be really fucking good. And, um, you know, I, I just hope no one gets hurt. Like, that's all I'm hoping for. No one getting hurt. We need a season where players don't get hurt. How are you doing? Um, what else? Uh, all right, let's talk about the draft. Actually, no, there's some other trades too. Like I mentioned, the Rubio and Torian Prince one. Uh, that's whatever. Like I actually would have kept Rubio. I guess his salary was pretty fucking high, honestly. So that 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 makes some sense, I guess. And Torian Finney Smith, not Torian Finney Smith. Torian Torian Prince. He goes to the Wolves. They get like some wing depth, whatever. Uh, that trade doesn't really do anything for me. Like I didn't like it for either team, unless the I, no, no, it's fine, I guess. I don't really... Yeah, it's fine, I guess. It's whatever. Uh, what other trade happened? The Eric Bledsoe, Steven Adams for Jonas and, like, the pickup. Um, that was interesting because it's like... Why did you extend Steven Adams? Like, Steven Adams was clearly a center that was not going extinct. Not extinct. He's not there. But you could tell with Steven Adams where athletically he just doesn't look the same as he did like two years ago. So you saw that. 
and then you still decided to pay him like 15 mil a year so that just never made sense to me like the Eric Bledsoe like I knew if they were going like everyone knew if they were going to get rid of that they would have to attach a pick to it but it's whatever but like you also gave Adams an extension then you had to add a, add a pick to get rid of that one like so that one I thought that was dumb at the time and it's still dumb whatever I I, I heard Eric Bledsoe's not even going to stay in Memphis like if they're going to stretch him, wave him, whatever, I don't know what the fuck they're going to do there. Because there's no way anyone's going to trade for Bledsoe. You know, he's not good enough for, like, a team to give anything up for unless you're giving up, like, a bad contract for a bad contract. But other than that, like, I don't see anything. Um, Steven Adams, uh, that's not bad, I guess. It's, it's all right next to on that team because, you know, a good rim running. Like, he's all right. He's a good rim runner, but he's a great screen setter. So, you know, that pick and roll with Ja is going to be fine. And they have Jaron Jackson as, like, a stretch four. And they have enough shooting around them, like, with Allen, Dylan, Bain, and uh, whoever else. Is on Melton, he can shoot now, too. So, they have enough shooting. It was a strange trade. Uh, I'm not sure if I liked it that much for either team. Uh, another trade that happened was... The Nets traded Shamit for Javon Carter and I think a pick. Uh, Javon Carter, I actually thought he played pretty well, not this year, but the year before. Where it's like all this guy does is give you defense and three-point shooting. So, like, if you have ball handlers next to him, like if you have a James Harden next to him, you know, you're staggering, like, Kyrie and Katie and then James Harden plays to the bench. And you, put, you bring in Javon Carter who's just brings the ball up every now and then, and then goes, stands in the corner or whatever. That works with James Harden pretty well. So, you know, I thought he was a productive player that probably could have gave the Suns... I thought he could have given the Suns some minutes, but they decided not to. And, you know, the Suns get Shamit, who's... All right, I guess. Like, I've never been a big Shamit fan. I, it's, it's, I feel like it's mainly because I just don't like his face that much. I think that's what it is. He might be a good player. Like he's got more, like, ball handling ability than I thought he did. Like the more you watch him, you're like, oh, he can sort of handle the ball a little bit. Uh, he's not as great of a shooter as I thought he would be after his rookie year. Because in his rookie, let me make sure I have this correct. I think he shot forty five percent in his rookie year. As a shooter, let me just make sure what it was. He shot forty-two percent on five attempts a game. Five attempts a game, not bad. Um, then next year, oh no, he shot forty-five percent with the Clippers on six attempts. That's what it was. He shot forty-five percent on six attempts a game with the Clippers in his rookie year when he got traded to them. Uh, then last year with the Clippers, I guess two years ago, he shot thirty-seven point five percent. With the Nets, he shot 38.7%. So, you know, he's a he's a good shooter for sure, but he's never been, like, a great shooter. Uh, well, he was a great shooter. It's just you would think he would continue to be that 40 to 42%, 45% three-point shooter, and he just hasn't been there. He hasn't hit 40% since then. And in the playoffs, I thought he kind of disappeared a little bit. And, you know, one of the things with him is I think his contract's coming up, so maybe... What's it called? They're going to have to pay him, so. Yeah, he barely got any minutes 
it, well, he did get some minutes, but not a lot against the Nets. And he, I guess they shut that three off because he barely took them, even when he did play. And in the game seven, yeah, seven, he played like six minutes. So like, they didn't trust him that much. But I, I guess with the Suns, he is going to get some minutes. Let me check his contract. Show salaries, show current. Yeah, he's uh, he's under contract for one more season. I don't know how much money he's going to get. Like, he's solid. He's just probably like a good eighth man or whatever. So, and I think he probably could have played for the Suns in the finals. You know, he, he definitely could have played with the Suns in the finals. They needed that, you know, spark plug shooter who can get hot maybe. So, you know, that's fine. And, like, Javon Carter wasn't playing for them. They, I imagine they're going to bring Chris Paul and campaign back. So, like, they have their backcourt ready uh, point guard-wise. And then you get, you know, uh, Shamit in there, another guy that could actually play for you. So, it's not a bad trade. And I think it's a good trade for both teams. All right, let's get to the actual draft. Uh, number one, Cade Cunningham. I thought that, that wasn't shocking at all. I thought that there was no way the Pistons were going to pass up on a guy who was projected to be the number one pick, and the guy wants to play in Detroit. So, like, there was no way they were going to pack up, pass up on that. And if you if you look at his game, it fits in a lot of different ways with what they already have. Because you could go Kate at point guard, or you could go Killian, Sadiq Bey, Killian, Cade, Sadiq Bay, and Jeremy Grant. And, oh, no, they traded Mason Plumlee to, um, I forgot about this trade. They traded Mason Plumlee to the Hornets, I believe. So, you know, the Hornets got a center, and I guess they're going to go with Isaiah Stewart as their starting center for next year, the Pistons, that is. Um, which, who I actually do like. I think Isaiah is going to be a NBA player for a long time. He's, he's very good. So, you know, you could go Killian, the three wings, and Isaiah, and I like that lineup. That's like that's a lineup that's pretty good. Or you could go Kade at point guard of Killian. You just don't see it with him. Sadiq, Jeremy, and bring in another shooter or whatever. Like, there's a lot of different ways you can go with him. He works in a lot of different ways. I actually don't think he, like people try to make him like a primary ball handler. I don't see that at all. I see more like a. Like a like he even said like a Chris Middleton type, but he said it was like more the athleticism part, and I see it more as like I'm not seeing him as a primary bring the ball up, James Harden, Luca, LeBron, these type of players. I see I see him more like a Chris Middleton type, where he's a secondary ball handler and stuff like that. But I don't see primary like point guard with him, and um. No, it's a good fit. Like I, I like the pick. I think that's what they should have done. Um, the guy I actually think who, to me, looks like the best prospect is Jalen Green, and he went second. And you know the the Rockets. The the only thing I wonder about this is they have Kevin Porter Jr. And my my worry with them is I think Kevin Porter Jr. is a point guard in the NBA. So my hope, if I'm the Rockets, is our backcourt going forward is Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green. And, you know, they're not good enough to, like, have us winning right now. So we suck one more year, get another top seven, eight pick, whatever, 
I think like maybe OKC owns him. Maybe I'm not sure. But like let's suck one or two more years. Let's get another like short player, and now our core is Porter, Green, and then one other guy. And like that's something you have going forward. So you know Jalen Green, athlete, he can shoot it, he can handle it, he can attack the basket. I I just like what I saw from him and. With me, it's more so about, like, I don't think Cade is a number one ball handler. And that changes, like, what his ceiling is for me. So that's why I, I think Jalen's a little bit higher for me. I think he's going to be, like, a like a really good scorer, two-way player. I think that's the type of potential he has. Um, after that, Evan Mobley. I don't like the – I didn't like the pick. I thought they should have – like, I like Evan Mobley. I didn't like the pick here – because I don't think he's a four. I am not interested in a Mobley, Allen, four, five. I'm just not. And also, like, you have a Coro out there who can't shoot. Mobley, he can't really shoot. Like, he's going he's gonna to try shooting, but he can't shoot. Uh, Jared Allen, he can't shoot. So you have three guys that can't shoot on your front court. So, like, the best way, the only thing they can do is, like, trade Sexton and get some shooting in there. Personally, if, like, because you've already made it, like, you have to try it out for a year or whatever. But if it doesn't work, then you have to trade Jared Allen, like you just do. Evan Mobley is good enough to be your center, and he should be a center in the league. Um, number four was Scotty Scotty Barnes for the Raptors. You know, we heard about this the entire offseason with the Raptors. Like they oh you know they like Scotty Barnes they like Scotty Barnes you know we heard we heard about it the all time you know it's, you know trust Messiah trust Messiah and I guess that's what they're gonna do I don't see it with Scotty Barnes you know I keep hearing about like the Draymond Green stuff where you know he's gonna be you know uh he's gonna be Draymond Green but like people forget Draymond is strong as fuck he is strong so like maybe he 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 he's he's probably more like Ben Simmons. Which I'm like, obviously that's not like the cool thing right now because Ben Simmons isn't that great, but he's not the rim protector that Draymond is. He's just not like he doesn't protect the rim like that, and I don't think he's as smart as a ball handler and decision. Well, he's a better ball handler than Draymond, but he's not a better decision maker than Draymond. Um, so like I just I I'm not sure exactly what his role is going to be on the Raptors. He's going to be a bench player, obviously, because they haven't traded, um, what's his name, Siakam or OG. Like, they're not going to trade OG. I think OG is just on too good of a contract. And a Scotty Barnes, Siakam front court. I'm just not a, like a 3-4 I'm not a fan of. So I think they're going to, Scotty's going to be on the team for the next year. They're, they're just going to run that team back. No Lowry, I imagine. I don't think Lowry's going to be back. But he might be, who knows. And the year after, when Siakam has less less years on his contract, I think that's and he builds up he builds up some more value because, you know, Siakam had a terrible three point shooting year. So like if he gets up to like thirty four, thirty five percent, some train some team might give up more for him because it's less years, and he's a he's shown to be a better three point shooter than like that twenty twenty one season was a fluke. So, and then you bring Scotty Barnes in as your power forward next to OG the year after that. So, Scotty Barnes, you know, he's a good defensive player. He can switch one through five. He can't guard all the fives, obviously. Like, he can switch on, like, the bad, like, offensive fives. Uh, like, a, 
Capella, like a Capella type. Like, you know, players that, like, centers that don't really have any moves and they can't bully you. Like, there, there's some players that don't have moves, but they can bully you. So, he, he's not going to be working against them like that. Um, like, uh, Bam Adebayo. I don't think he's a great, off, like, offensive post-up player. But he can bully you. He'll, he'll put, like, smaller players in the basket. So, I don't see Draymond. I see more, like, if you're just talking about his defensive potential, I see more Ben Simmons with him uh, rather than Draymond. Um, Jalen Suggs to the Magic, like, that's exactly what they needed. You know, they needed someone, like, a dynamic uh, guard. You know, they already have uh, Okiki and Isaac, so that's your 3-4. That's done right there. Um, Bamba and, uh, what's the name? Carter Jr., like, that's your front, like, your centers. So you needed some dynamic point guard, shooting guard play, and that's what, you know, he. Jalen Suggs is like a combo guard. He's going to fit in really well because Isaac and Okiki aren't like those type of players where it's, um, you know, we're going to handle the ball. We're going to bring it up. We're going to do all this other stuff. Okiki showed some of it, but I'm not sure. Like, he's more like a third or fourth, like, ball handler and, like, quick decision maker. And Isaac, when he did play, when he does play, he just hasn't showed anything. And on top of that, Players like, um, fuck, who's that? Um, they did. They do have Markel coming back, so maybe he might show something. And Hampton showed something for sure. Um, there was another player they had. Who am I forgetting? Oh, Cole Anthony. Yeah, Cole Anthony. So you know, it's gonna be a lot. It's gonna be a big battle for the minutes because it's Cole Anthony, Ross, who's probably gonna get traded. Um, who else is there? Uh. RJ Hampton, Gary Harris. So, like, there's a lot of guard play there that they're going to have to decide on. Then you add Suggs on top of that. So, just minutes-wise, like, Suggs, like Suggs just talent-wise, firstly, he's more talented than, talented than all of them. Um, and you, you have to wonder who's, who's going to be their back, his backcourt mate. Is it going to be, you know, uh, what's his name, Fultz because they paid him? Is it going to be... RJ Hampton, is it going to be Cole Anthony? My guess is it's going to be Cole Anthony. Um, but that's what they needed. Like, you hope Jalen Suggs becomes a better shooter because he only shot at 34, 35%. Um, so, like, that, that's the hope there. And I think he'll, I think, I think he'll get there. I'm not sure he's going to, he's, I, th- I think he'll get there. Like, I think that was a good pick and that's exactly what they needed. Uh, the Thunder took Josh Giddy. I wasn't a fan of Giddy. Like I like, the thing with him is he's a point guard ish, like he's six eight six nine whatever he is. But if you look at his ball handling, it's weak. His ball handling is weak. So I don't know how he's going to play point guard in the league, especially because he can't shoot and he's pretty like like side to side movement wise. He's not like anything special. So I wasn't a fan of that pick. Um. But I guess he's got good potential because he's still very young. And he does have, like, good feel for the game. Uh, Warriors took Kaminga. That's Because they had two picks that decided, well, one of them has to be, like, let's shoot for the moons. And Kaminga is, like, a real shoot for the moons. I think what, for him to succeed next year from now, from now 
until the start of the season and even in the season when you have days off practice. Practice your corner threes. And you got to play like a 4-5 role. You got to play like that Bruce Brown role where pick and roll, you're going to the rim. We're, we don't. We can't have you spotting up and shit like that. If unless unless you show to us, you can make a corner three. Other than that, you gotta be our role man and shit like that. But I wasn't a big Kaminga fan. You know, I just don't trust the sh- like the shooting was just so bad. Uh, Wagner. He's going to the Magic with his brother. I think Mo is on the Magic. Like that was a good. It that's an interesting pick. You because. You have Okiki and Isaac. Isaac is already the forward, the power forward. And Wagner, I think, I don't know if, maybe if he grows, he can be a center. But I don't think he's a center. He's 6'9", 6'10", I think. He's a good defensive player. He can make an open three. He's got good playmaking ability. He can, like, if he gets a steal, he can take it coast to coast. So... I like him as a player. I'm not sure how much I like him. If everyone's healthy, like an Okiki, Isaac, Wagner, front court. Um, it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. You would have to see how big he's gotten. I think that's what's going to matter. How big has he gotten? And on top of that, you already have Wendell and Mobamba. So it's like, it's a lot of, it's interesting. It was an interesting pick. Uh, I like I like him as a player though. I think he's he's got a role in the NBA. I think he's gonna be a good player in the NBA. Davion Mitchell um, for the Kings. I thought that was a terrible pick. I thought that was a terrible pick. Um, it does feel like they're not gonna get Corey Joseph and like Terrence Davis back. So they were like, okay, let's just get rid of those minutes, and you know we'll give him twenty four to thirty minutes just off like De'Aaron's on the bench. Uh, we'll play him with Halliburton and whatnot, like, and then we can play some, you know, Mitchell, Fox, Halliburton, or Mitchell, Fox, Buddy, Mitchell, uh, Halliburton, Fox, like those type of minutes. So, like, I like him as a player, but I, I do wonder about the shooting because it was a short season, and on top of that, he shot forty five percent, but he only shot sixty percent from the free throw line. What you can say about that is, what did his form look like? And I thought his form looked good. And on the free throws, like, I, I, let me make sure I got this right. Because on the free throws, I think the thing was he barely went to the free throw line. So, like, let me look this up right quickly. Uh, so, he shot 64% on free throws. Yeah, 64 but he only got there 21 times. And for the season, that would be... 64 free throws. 64. He made 41. Uh, let me look this up real quick. Yeah, he, yeah. So, like, if he just made, like, a couple more free throws, like, two or three, it would improve his free throws dramatically. Like, it was always one of the things with, like, Lonzo, where it's, like, even when he shot, like, 39, 40% from three, not this year, but the year before, his free throws were low, and people were like, oh, he clearly hasn't improved as a shooter. But it was like, he's not getting to the line. So, like, if he misses one free throw, it impacts his, it impacts his free throw shooting so much. Um, but, yeah, like, I like him as a player. It's another guy, like Wagner, like, I like as a player. I don't like the fit on that team. Unless they're going to trade, uh, what's his name, Fox. 
like in a Ben Simmons type deal or whatever. Which I wouldn't mind, like a Ben Simmons for Fox and Healed. Like that's a trade that I would fuck with a lot. Um, ten. It's the Pelicans, but it's really the Grizzlies that took um, Zaire Williams. He had a disappointing college season, but a lot of potential, a lot of good potential, and um, I just don't know. How to, I I really don't know how to feel about like him as a player. He's very skinny. He's very skinny. He shot. <laughs> He shot 37% from the field, 29% from three. He did shoot 80% from the line. So you can be like, oh, well, you know, 80% at the line. He just had like an off shooting year or whatever. And it was a COVID year, so it's like a big deal. He turned it over a lot. He did He did show some good potential of like defensive potential. And his head goes above the rim. So like he's got that going for him. With the Grizzlies, though. I wonder what they're thinking here long-term with him. Are they thinking this is our small forward? Or are they thinking, you know, this is our power forward and we're going to move Jaren to center? Or are they thinking, you know, we'll have like a token center, you know, like how the Warriors used to with like Zaza Pachulia. Zaza wasn't bad, but like not a bad center, but like a backup center who plays starter minutes so our power forward doesn't get tired. Like, JaVel McGee, Dwight Howard with AD. It's like, is that what they're going to do? And then, you know, we'll, we'll go Zaire, Jaren, and like token center. And then when it's closing time, we got Jaren at center and Zaire at power forward. So I wonder what the development plan there is. Um, you know, personally, I think this makes the trade that they made look really bad. Because you could have gotten Zaire at like, the 17th spot that you were already at. So it's like, why'd you make that trade? No, I don't think... Like, there's no way people were, like, fighting to get Zaire. Um, so, yeah. Uh, who's 11th? Uh, James Booknight went to Charlotte. Um, this makes a lot of sense if they're going to trade Terry Rozier. I, I, I like a Lamelo James Booknight backcourt. I really like that. It's probably not going to happen next year as much. Like, they're going to play a lot together but as a starting backcourt I like that going forward I actually I really liked like I would have traded Terry and I would have uh, kept Devontae Graham and I would have made Mal- Malik Monk the starting shooting guard but James Booknight he's a he's, he's what he, they call him like a bucket getter because he's got moves and you know he can create his own shot and shit like that but my problem with him is just that he can't shoot like you can make like, these contested shots, which is important, but it's also, like, when you don't have the ball, what are you providing? And the thing with him is, he's not providing a lot. He shot 35% the year before, and this year he shot 30, uh, 29%. Like, he's obviously making his twos, he's making his free throws, he's getting to the line a lot, which I do like. Um, but he's just not, you know, making your making the three, so it's like... When LaMelo is going to have the ball, what are you going to be doing? And he's not going to be spreading the floor for LaMelo. He's not going to be, you know, doing that. Like, people are just going to sag off of him. You know, he's a good guy to have when it's a late shot clock. Just give it to him. He's going to create a bucket. End of possessions, end of uh, games. Like, he's going to get to the mid-range and, you know, make those shots. Or he's going to get to the rim. And he's a great finisher. 
So I, I like that pick, and I think going forward, that's a good that's a good going forward pick. All right, next up, uh, Joshua Primo. That was the first pick where it's like, holy shit, what the fuck is going on here? And I, like, I hope Joshua's good. Like, I don't want I don't want him to suck or something. But it's one of those things where it doesn't make sense either way. Um, it doesn't make sense for this uh, as a pick because as a prospect he wasn't that special. And you know he, he averaged like eight points. He shot the three well. He's obviously got like some tools, and he does have potential. But it's not like good potential. He's very young, and it doesn't make sense to me for the Spurs where it's like. Uh, we have DeJounte, we have Derek Wilde, we have Lonnie Walker, we have Devin Vassell, we have Patty Mills coming back. So that's five guards, five guards that are going to play. Then you also add Joshua Primo. It's like, where are you going to find all these minutes? So that was a strange pick. Chris, uh, Chris Duarte went to the Pacers. That was a good, solid pick. It makes sense for the Pacers. That's exactly the type of player uh, that they like. Just a player that knows his role. Where it's like, okay, I'm going to shoot threes and I'm going to do this, this, and this, and whatever it takes to win. Because, you know, that's why I got drafted even though I'm older and I don't have all these other tools. Uh, 14, Moses Moody. It was a, it's an okay pick. Like, he can kind of shoot it. He can kind of take it off the dribble. He can get to the rim. He's got good physical tools. He's like 6'6", 220 or whatever. So, you know, he's got tools and he's going to be productive. But he's also a project like Kaminga. He's a he's probably a he's probably he's more likely to be a like a good productive player than Kaminga. But he doesn't have like the Kaminga potential because Kaminga's like six eight and like uber athletic. But you know, Moody can kind of shoot at thirty six percent on high volume. He made his free throws. He got to the line a lot. So, you know, he's got that going for him. Decent defensive potential. He's gonna be. He's definitely gonna be a guy that's gonna be playing for them. But personally, I would have traded both of the picks for just a good player. And you know they decided to. And you know what? Like Moody can play next year. And if you have Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, Wiseman gets a little bit better. Like you already have a contender right there. So you 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 don't need Kaminga and Moody to be like great. Uh, like closing the games for you or shit like that. You're not really going to need that. Jordan Poole, he's been good for them. Uh, Mulder's been good for them. So, like, they have a lot of guys that they rely on already. Like, Pastrell's going to be in, like, what, his third year with the Warriors? Third, fourth years with the Warriors? Wait. Yeah, third year with the Warriors. So, like, he's on, the, he's in the system. So, and maybe, like, Iguodala goes back there. Who knows? So, you know, they have a lot already on the roster and anything that these two provide, it's going to be a bonus. Uh, Kaminga and Moody, that is. So, you know, like, I thought it was fine. I don't have a problem with it. I thought their draft was okay. And this has been my draft reaction. I just don't know enough about, like, the other prospects. Like, let me just go real quickly through the ones that I do know. Uh, Alperen Shangun, he went to Houston. Interesting. Uh... Him and Christian Wood, that's an interesting pair right there. Shingun, very young, and he put up, like, some insane stats. Let me just... Alperen Shingun. Where did he play? Turkey, I believe? Yes, he did play in Turkey. 
Uh, 19.9 rebounds, 2.5 assists, 1.7 blocks, 81% at the line. So that, that kind of tells me that he might be able to shoot like some mid-range and maybe even go up to the 3. But the thing with him was he shot, what, 68%. Holy shit, 68% from 2-point range. Uh, so yeah, you know, he's definitely got a lot of potential. He's very young. And maybe he's the guy that I was talking about where, where I was like, Kevin Porter Jr. or Green, and then another guy. Maybe Shangun's just their other guy. And Christian Wood's still really young. He's only like 25. So, like, you have a lot of young talent on that team. So, if you're like the Rockets, you, you could be like, oh, you know, we have we have reasons to watch Rockets games now. Uh, who else? Where did, uh, what's the name? I'm just going through it real quick. Just players that I remember. Oh, Usman Garuba, they took him too. The Rockets did. Uh, that that like from everything I've heard, he's the best defensive player in the draft. The only thing with him is he's kind of small. You know, he's a six eight center, so like, I and he the th- the other thing is he can't really shoot. Like he's tried shooting a little bit, and you know he's he's usually been at like that twenty five to like he had one season where he shot like thirty three percent. Very low volume and wide open threes. So, you know, that's a that's another good just project to have on the team. Like maybe he can turn into, you know, a good three point shooter and now you have now he's got he's got potential to play the four and the five. And like he can play the five against teams that don't have big five because like someone like a Kong with the the Hawks, I'm a big fan of his and he's pretty small too. So, you know, he might be able to play center against some teams and I saw a Kwangwu against uh Embiid and I thought he held up pretty well. Uh let's see who else is on here that whose name I've actually heard. Um the thing is like I I I only pay attention to like the big prospects. I'm not a big you know college fan or whatever so there was one guy I know I'm think like what the hell was his name? Uh I was just thinking about it the other day. Oh, Luca Garza. That's who I was thinking of. Luca Garza. Like I watched some, I I, I watched some of him because I heard, uh, what's his name, Chris Vernon and Kevin O'Connor talking about him. He's good. I don't know why he like, why did he drop this much? Like what? Like I guess he's kind of like, not athletic and he doesn't move that well. But when you just look at what he provides for you, like he looks to be a good player. He's he scores down low. He can kind of rebound. Not a great defensive rebounder. He can kind of block uh shots. And he makes threes. So like what more do you need? Like he can be like a Jonas Valančiūnas type I think at least. So I thought him dropping to like 52 and like the Pistons getting up. I thought that was a great move for them. And um yeah, I think that's that's all I have for you guys today. Uh, thank you for listening. You know, I'm going to be active during free agency and all that. Or whenever something comes up, I'm going to be pretty active. And uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the eighth wonder of the world. The flow of the century. Oh, it's timeless. Ho! Thanks for coming out tonight. You could have been anywhere in the world. But you're here with me. I appreciate that. 
Uh. H to the Izzo, V to the Izzo. For shizzle, my nizzle used to dribble down in VA. Was hurting them in the home of the turpins. Got it dirt cheap for them. Plus, if they were short with cheese, I would work with them. More than we got rid of that dirt for them. Wasn't born hustlers, I was birthing them. H to the Izzo, V to the Izzo. For cheesy, my kneesy, keep my arms so breezy. Can't leave rap alone, the game needs me. Haters want me clap, they chrome, it ain't easy. Cops wanna knock me, DA wanna box me in. But somehow, I beat them charges like Rocky. H to the Izzo, V to the Izzo. Not guilty, he who does not feel me is not real to me, therefore he doesn't exist. So poof, that move, son of a bitch. H to the Izzo, B to the Izzo. For shizzle, my nizzle used to dribble down in VA. H to the Izzo, B to the Izzo. That's the anthem, get your damn hands up. H to the Izzo, B to the Izzo. Not guilty, y'all got to feel me. H to the Izzo, B to the Izzo. That's the anthem, get your damn hands up. I do this for my culture, to let them know what a nigga look like when a nigga in a roaster. Show them how to move in a room full of vultures. Industry shady, you need to be taken over. Label owners hate me, I'm raising the status quo up. I'm overcharging niggas for what they did to the cold crush. Pay us like you owe us for all the years that you hold us. We can talk, but money talk, so talk more bucks. H to the ISO, B to the ISA. Shizzle, my nizzle used to dribble down in VA. H to the Izzo, B to the Izzo. That's the anthem, get your damn hands up. H to the Izzo, B to the Izzo. Not guilty, y'all got to feel me. H to the Izzo, B to the Izzo. That's the anthem, get your damn hands up. Yeah, hope is back. Life story told through rap. Niggas acting like I sold you crack. Like I told you sell drugs. No, hope did that, so hopefully you won't have to go through that. I was raised in the projects, roaches and rats, smokers out back, selling they mama sofa. Lookouts on the corner, focused on the ass, ladies in the window, focused on the kinfolk, me under a lamppost. Why I got my hand closed, cracks in my palm, watching the long arm of the law. So you know I seen it all before. I seen hoop dreams deflate like a true fiend's weight. The try and the fail, the two things I hate. Succeed in this rap game, the two things is great. H to the Izzo, V to the Izzane. What else can I say about dude? I get busy. H to the Izzo, V to the Izzane. For shizzle, my nizzle used to dribble down in VA. H to the Izzo, V to the Izzane. That's the anthem, get your damn hands up. H to the Izzo, V to the Izzane. Not guilty, y'all got to feel me. H to the Izzo, V to the Izzane. That's the anthem, get your damn hands up.